You found a show that will explore how to experience a kingdom lifestyle that is both focused and balanced. Welcome to Live Exceptionally. In a world where we are constantly bombarded with demands on our time and attention, it can be difficult to find the space to truly live our best lives. But what if we could find a way to live exceptionally with a sense of purpose, freedom, and rest? Whether you're a busy professional, a stay-at-home parent, or anyone who wants to live a more focused and balanced life, this show is for you. Join us as we discover how to live exceptionally, finding freedom and rest along the way. Now, let's get into this week's episode of Live Exceptionally with Dr. Yvonne Thompson. no mistake or by accident that you're here. I'm calling you into a new place. You can't go to the next level with the same garments. Come on with the same mindset, with the same attitude. You gotta shift your suit. Come on and get suited up. Come on, put on your armor. of this retreat is to empower you, to give you the tools to fight, to fight and help others to heal as you heal. He's mighty in battle, King of glory, strong and mighty, King of glory, he's mighty in battle. Say, King of glory, he is strong and mighty. King of glory, he's mighty in battle. King of glory, strong and mighty. King of glory, he's mighty in battle. King of glory. Strong and mighty, King of glory, he's mighty in battle. King of glory, strong and mighty, you're the King of glory. Come on, say mighty in battle. King of glory, strong and mighty. King of glory, you're mighty in battle. King of glory, you're strong and mighty. King of glory, you're mighty in battles. Eh? King of 
glory. The Lord is strong and mighty. Who is the King of glory? He's mighty in battle. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. Who is this King of glory? He is mighty in battle. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, He is strong and mighty. Who is this King of glory? He is mighty in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. Speak, Lord, 
servants are listening and we're listening by choice I'm excited for our next uh, teacher share Miss Catherine Berry she's a board member of Awaken the Dawn if you're familiar with that ministry actually the ministry organization organizer's uh, wife is here as well, um, but she's going to come at this time. She uh, has a beautiful heart. Um, I met her two summers ago at an outreach. My father is a pastor in Chicago. On the south side of Chicago, we had a big outreach uh, on the in the parking lot and doing street ministry and all that, and she came and was a part of that, and we connected at the outreach, and I uh, we kept in touch. I invited her for lunch one morning. I emphasize morning, and it was uh, 11 something. And sometimes in some cultures, when you invite people, if you tell them, if you want them there at five, you tell them three o'clock. And I forgot to tell her that she can be a little late and she showed up and I was still vacuuming. <laughs> she was on time. And she didn't leave until nighttime. And we spent the entire day together just talking and sharing and testifying and just, uh, just being in the presence of God and fellowshipping with one another. So I'm excited for her to be a part when I was praying about who should share this time. And the Lord highlighted her, highlighted her life, highlighted her testimony, and that it was important for her to be here. So Catherine Berry. I'd like to say that this is an honor to serve Yvonne. And from the moment I met her, it was especially after we got together, I felt like such a kindred spirit with her. And I felt like we had known each other for so long. And in that one day, God did something with us. And I, I tell everybody that she's my good friend now, but I say we never see each other. But I feel like um, we're one heart and one spirit together in the Lord's work. And I've been so excited to see how God has, you know, God is into suddenlies. And how, um, I don't know if you guys have seen suddenlies in your life, but um, I've seen God do a suddenly with her. Because when I met her not too long ago, she was doing completely other things. And then God said, through a difficult time, God had to write a book. And... Um, and I really believe it was God's heart and his timing for people and women about his rest because I don't think, especially Americans, don't understand the rest of God. And so uh, we think do, do, do is going to get us there, there, there. But it's really B, 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 rest, rest um, gets us there a lot faster. And so I was so excited when she was going to do this book. And then... Then I hear she's going to do a conference, which I couldn't get here last year, but um, I feel like God's timing is perfect. So I just wanted to say, I just, I, I love this girl, this lady, <laughs> and, and, and the worship team, oh, I, I, had, I had seen a few little clips, so I knew in my spirit, I thought, oh, this is really going to be a treat. And I feel like the worship is not just worship. I was telling Mulu, my friend, that... It's like, um, first of all, you guys are very prophetic the way you blend and minister together um, and that you sing. I know you give prophetic words by song, but you actually just do your worship in a prophetic way 
in an anointed way, that it's always going deep into the hearts of people. And so that, that is a great blend to what's been going here. You know, it keeps ebb and flow. So I felt like I was going to, what I'm going to do is do some talking about prayer with healing and some, you know, breaking of curses. But I felt like sometimes you have to come in and clean the room out. And I, I was sitting there thinking, no, I don't think I have to do that here today. <laughs> I mean, it's been so clean <laughs> between Philip and, and um, Harold. And now you guys, it's like, whoa, we're ready. <laughs> but... Um, so I've had such a wonderful time. I feel like I missed last year now, and what did I miss? But God knows. And I have met so many wonderful ladies already and heard some incredible stories. And sometimes you just don't know who you're sitting next to and what their story is. And all of us have a backstory, and I'm no different. I would say, what does it mean to um, courage to conquer? When I started to get, the Lord gave me the title just from a devotional I read one time, and I just thought, um, that just feels like what you want me to say, Lord, but what does that mean now? And so what the first thing that came to my mind was that I've told people that struggle sometimes with, um, with life and how things Things like they're getting a little better and then they slump down again. They get a little better and then they're struggling again. And I feel like oftentimes I tell people, you can't lose if you never give up. And so I feel like having the courage to conquer means you never give up and you never give in. And, and we were having a wonderful conversation at lunch and we were talking about that and one of the girls got an interesting prophetic word and I could totally agree with what she was told and a lot of times we get these words again if they feel too too big for us like how can I do this but that's the courage to conquer because God does give us things too bigger than us bigger than we feel like we can do because otherwise we would do it ourselves so what I mean is though when the when you go up and you go back down there's a reason that you go back down for something it's not a bad thing it's a good thing. It means that God's cleaning your house and getting you ready. So I feel like each woman that has come here this 24 hours or whatever hours it's going to be, um, that God has a special plan for you and that you had an appointed time to be here and that it was no mistake or by accident that you're here and that um, it doesn't matter most of you, I'm sure, all have some diff really difficult things that you've had to manage through life, whether as a young girl or even as an adult. And I feel like I've been that same way. But the Lord showed me recently, a few months ago, when I was kind of wallowing a little bit, having a little pity party, and um, something came, reminded me of something that was a little bit difficult again, and I kept thinking, oh, when am I just going to get over this? You know? And um, he reminded me that that situation that I was kind of grumbling about and kind of almost feeling like, why can't I just get over this and feel better about it? Why does it keep stinging me? And he said, which you can relate to a lot of things that are life this way, that 
I would not be who I am in Jesus if I didn't go through that. He made me like him more. And it actually brought tears of joy when I, when I heard that. It, um, it was a relief because I thought, oh, yes, I don't need to blame or keep getting angrier about that person or that thing or that situation. Even when I was first, first came to know the Lord, I, I had a rough, I, had a, I grew up with a stepfather. I didn't know my real father until I was like 20-something. And it was a rough time. Um, but to zip up and then go back, back a little bit, my father, my biological father, who I met in my 20s, when life was falling apart again, is the one that led me to the Lord. So that's how God, that's why you never know what's going to happen. So I was, um, I grew up with a stepfather, and it, he was really a pretty nice guy most of the time. But what happened was, when I was about 12, my biological father came one day at the house. I never met him, didn't really know much about him, and he um, pulled up, and he said, oh, Kathy, is your mother there? And I'm like, dad? And I was like, wow, my dad's here. I mean, he just act like it was like nothing. And then he told me to go and get my mother. Well, my mother didn't want to see him, but I was like, dad, what are you doing here? And then she got mad, so he flew off, and that was it. I never saw him again. I realized when I was around 50, again, I was going to speak about some women's things, and I was digging into deep about things, and I realized that that started my rebellion. I didn't realize that I had abandoned. I didn't ever feel abandoned. I felt so loved as a child. Even I didn't really know that my stepfather wasn't my stepfather until shortly before that. So, so, but what I, what, it looks like the devil is doing this, but really God allows us to work through and clean us out and get us ready for what he's called us to do. So I didn't realize that a rebellion set in, but I re started to rebel. I started to hate my stepfather, and it caused a big conflict with us. And that went on. That rebellion went on. So I would say like 10 years until I kept, my life kept going boom, 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 with all sorts of things. And then one day I was starting to think about God again. And I remember my, step, my father calling me out of the blue. And I was really living the regular life of sin. I was living with a guy. And... Um, I remember being mortified. My dad called me, and I was living with this guy. And, he, and out of the blue, he said, would you like to come and see me? And I said, uh, yeah, I would. And um, later I found out that he had found the Lord. And now he wanted to let his daughter know about the Lord. So I later found out that he was married seven times. My mother was the first. My mother had me at 17. She got pregnant at 16, had me at 17. Single mom. He went away, you know, then she got divorced. Divorced. They did marry for like a year, but then she got divorced. So anyway, um, she tells me, so, he, so my mother and I are going, he invites us to Florida to see him. And 
I found out on the plane that he had found Jesus. I thought, oh, really? Now you're telling me this, and I can't even make a decision to change going there? So, <laughs> you know, I was stuck. But, um, and I didn't really know all the stories about him. People were pretty quiet to me about um, his behavior and his carousing. I mean, he really didn't carouse, but he was married seven times, two women twice. And so I, um, when I got there, um, through all those years of rebellion, it was finally God's time to tell me. So it's like almost God brought it full circle. You just don't know. So he did come to know Jesus. He was worried. He was concerned about his long-lost daughter that he didn't really know and everything. And so within three days, I had, um, all he did is preach Jesus. That's all he could talk about. It was kind of annoying at first, but I couldn't. I finally, I was just curious, and I said, well, Lord, if this is, I didn't even do it with him. I did it all by myself. Well, Lord, if this is true, then I want, I want, I want you. And literally, I, it was kind of a miracle. I don't know how your experiences have been, but I literally didn't say the right words, do the right thing. I just prayed this prayer. I didn't know what I was praying, and I felt new. I felt washed clean and a new creature. It was like a bizarre thing. And that started my strong journey. I mean, it was literally black and white for me. I didn't have desire for drugs, drinking, cigarettes, nothing. And it was just black and white. And that was my journey. Really, how you get rest, um, it, it doesn't come naturally. It has, it, our bodies fight it. And we, we fight holding on to things. So how we get rest is, and how we get liberate and loose and energized and reset and restored and revived is it takes work. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to have an interactive thing. And um, let me just go over self-care. It probably, has anybody talked about self-care today a little bit? Like journaling and, oh, okay. So a good thing about self-care is one thing that has always been good for me since the beginning of my relationship with Jesus was I um, have journaled. And I if you don't journal, I would journal, and I wouldn't hold back. God can take it. So sometimes I, not, these days I just kind of do spiritual things that are things. But in the beginning, I would say a lot of things that I was angry about. And then you, sometimes you might journal, rip it up, throw it away. But I would just say journaling is a really... Um, Cathartic thing for me. Walking, walking and praying is wonderful. I don't like to work out. Some people love it. I don't like it. But I do like to walk. I love to walk in pretty places. And even just anywhere. I just love to walk. Um, being active, being with friends. If none of you, if I feel like one of the things that saved me, and it's really hard to find, I will tell you, so it's not the easiest thing to find. But my, I have a bestie that we've been besties since for about 18 years. And God kind of put us together. And she's older than me. She's like 15 years older. So I pray for her a lot because I want her to be around for a long time. But um, having a best friend that you can be you with, that there's no competition, that you love each other unconditionally, you can say, you can be you, even if it's ugly sometimes, and they don't judge you. And you can be there for them. And you can just walk together, not even correcting each other, just being patient when they're not at their best. And we all have this ebb and flow of where we're going. And we now have come a long way. But in the beginning, she was, 
a pleaser. Oh, talk about her. <laughs> She's not here. She was a pleaser, and she was working too hard, and she was a love bug, and I called her my weeping willow. But she just let people walk over her. But in time, we just stayed time together, and now she is not that way at all. And she's got boundaries. And she, you know, she speaks the truth with boldness. And, but anyway, and, um, and then she's loved me through so much too. I won't say those things, but she really loved me through a lot. And she's always my cheerleader. You're each other's cheerleaders, even at your lowest times. Even when you feel like you made the biggest mistake and she makes you feel like, no, you didn't make the biggest mistake. And it's almost like having a second Jesus in your life. But um, nobody can play, take the place of Jesus. So I don't want to take too long, but there's the, mentally, the, there's the physical stuff, the mental stuff, which kind of mental and spiritual, I think, kind of go together. So like journaling, reading your Bible, meditating on your Bible, praying your Bible, uh, having a friend to talk about Jesus things and life um, um, just trusting God in all things. One of the, another verse that stands out for me was, this was a big turning point in my life when I would grumble about different things I've had to deal with, is I read 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. It's just a little verse there, but I got hit like a ton of bricks. In everything, give thanks, for it is the will of God. Really? Okay, I can't grumble anymore. I kind of took my fun away. So anyway, so I don't want to go on too much. Well, we felt God abandon us. Forgive God. I would like to also add in there that, Lord, help him, help all of us. Help me to forgive ourselves for sometimes the mistakes we feel like we've made that hurt others deeply. We have to remember we are imperfect. We will make mistakes, and God forgives us. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So let yourselves off the hook, too. Let God, forgive God for feeling like you were abandoned. He does never leave us or forsake us, but there are times we feel like he's not there. And why did he let that person die? Why did that person have to get cancer? Why did that child have to go through that? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Touch, touch them now, Lord. We just declare freedom and restoration and release right now. Release brings release will bring renewal and refreshing in unity. And it's breaking more chains off that have bound us. We release the chains right now, Lord. In Jesus' name. 
I just say those who are struggling and feel pain coming up, Lord, that you would wrap your arms around them. That you would, we would not miss this opportunity for you to love on them, Jesus, and let them know that you loved them and saw them and formed them and saw them even in the mother's womb. That he knew your name. You are a child of the king. Some people might have been abandoned in the womb. Not wanted. And still struggle with that feeling that nobody wants me. Nobody cares. But God cares. So I pray that you heal that part, Lord. Release the chains. And we just declare freedom and restoration today. Thanks for joining us for Live Exceptionally with Dr. Yvonne Thompson. Each week we'll explore the secrets to living a life that is both intentional and fulfilling. We'll talk to folks that will share about productivity, mindfulness, and self-care to learn practical tips and strategies for staying focused, managing our time, and finding balance within a kingdom mindset. We'll also hear from people who have made the choice to live exceptionally and learn from their experiences and insights. Connect with Dr. Yvonne by signing up at elici.org. That's E-L-I-C-I dot org. Until next time, we're praying that you find balance and rest so you can live exceptionally.